I'm Jens, and I'm talking here. I'm going to be president one day. Few kids spouting those words ever make it, but for the select few that go to the right schools, put in the right times in certain jobs, social circles, and follow certain paths in life, might, they just might land a gig in the House of Representatives or perhaps Congress. During campaigning, these individuals are able to accept contributions to their campaigns. Did you know that corporations can contribute to campaigns? Per the Federal Election Commission's website, FEC.gov, LLCs can be treated as corporations and contribute to federal candidates running for office. An LLC is a limited liability company which provides limited liability to their owners. When an LLC has a tax status set with the IRS as a corporation or is publicly traded, it may contribute to federal candidates and is treated as a corporation. If it files as a partnership with the IRS or has made no choice as to whether it is a corp or a partnership under IRS rules, it can donate. Here's the thing though. While it may seem that democracy is open to the biggest and highest bidder, there actually is no correlation between the company's value and the political connections forged by donating to politicians per insight.kellogg.northwestern.edu with research provided by Anthony Fowler, Harris Garrow, and Yerk L. Spencook. To quote, the authors turned to U.S. congressional, gubernatorial, and state legislative elections and used a tried-and-true metric, the company's stock price. In the days following election, did the stocks of companies that gave money to winners perform better than stocks of companies that donated to the losers of said campaign? Perhaps, it was thought, that investors would know which candidates companies had supported. They would perhaps buy into the stock and drive the price up, thinking the future success of the company was in the bag, so to say. It would appear from this team's research that larger and more successful companies usually seem to bet on winning companies. There you go, politics is up for bid. Not so fast. Because of this, the companies which donated to ultimately the winning political candidates would have stocks performing much better than those that were weaker and less successful who backed losing candidates, again, according to statistics, because more successful companies usually pick winners. And they're also more successful. Here's a surprise. There was no correlation. Well, to be more clear, a correlation of a 0.05% increase in stock valuation. So small, is it just a coincidence? After all, statistically, more successful companies back candidates more usually who win. So is there a correlation or not? We probably shouldn't use the meager 0.05% increase to justify any sort of sordid or gratuitous conspiracy theory about our political system being up for grabs to the highest bidder. But then what is the reason behind companies backing candidates than if it doesn't appear to benefit the company doing the financial backing? Return on investments are return on investments. But let's be clear. This is not conspiracy mongering, merely facts on a thought exercise of an interesting nature. Let's go a few levels deeper. Get out your magnifying glass. If a company is worth 1 billion, 0.05% is 500,000. If the median firm is spending $3,750 on campaign donations per Spenuk, who contributed to the research quoted, that means that 500,000 in a stock jump is worth the potential of the $3,750 entry fee for a more than likely gamble to pay off. Still not convinced politics are up for sale? Me neither, to be honest, but it is an interesting thought exercise. Any investment that pays off over 100-fold would be considered a good investment regardless of size and scope. That averaged out $3,750 is flattened out 
and shared out into smaller amounts between different races. That could be called investment diversification. You're a billion dollar corporation, sorry, maybe a billion dollar LLC. To clarify, corporations aren't allowed to contribute directly to federal candidates running for office. Why would you be interested in spending time and funds on such a small investment? An investment nonetheless, but a very small return when averaged out. CEOs and company leaders are still people at the end of the day. They like and dislike people. If someone you liked were running for office, wouldn't you wish to support them if given the opportunity? The conversation for another time is the multi-billion dollar lobbying industry. Yes, it's an industry, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're looking at direct company contributions to candidates, and this isn't really showing that the political system is up for sale. Again, this is an interesting thought exercise. Why does it happen? Jörg L. Spenkirk, an associate professor of managerial economics and decision sciences, is right. He says to sensibly discuss the topic of corporate money and politics, we need to evaluate the whole picture, not just the outliers and anecdotes. Sometimes, information on a topic only creates more questions. Download the Anchor app and leave us a message with your thoughts. Quod capitiosus sapientes. Be smart. Be wise. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what you've listened to. If you'd like, you can download the Anchor app and leave a voice message. You might make it into the next episode. <laughs>